Hello guys, man. This is Shelton, your host on the Weird Pastors Kid podcast. I definitely want to um, let you guys know that we are going to be dropping the first um, episode dealing with the Why We Left the Church series today. And I know that there are some people that are that have been excited and they're like, hey, please, please share this. I want to listen to this episode. So you guys have got your wish. We are dropping this episode today. So I'm excited about that and for you guys to listen to it. Now, there's a couple of things I want you guys to know. As we are listening to people share their stories about why they left the, the um, why they left the church, why they stopped going to church, I want you to understand and keep this in perspective that one, a lot of these recordings were made months ago. Um, this recording that you're going to listen to right now, it was recorded in May. Okay, so you have to think about that. This has happened in May. Right now, we're in November. Um, so a lot has may have changed with how that person feels and a lot may have changed with me, um, with how I interview people and how I um, get to the bottom of things. So a lot of, um, uh, you know, different times you're going to hear people speak. I kind of may have let someone speak a little too long or I didn't let them speak enough. So there's still a lot of me trying to learn this. Um, on this recording that you're going to listen to, there's times that our phones, I guess, weren't really working. So there might be little, you know, clips here, or actually clips, but there are little segments here and there that you might miss one word or two just because of how um, our signals might must have been during the time of the recording. So I want you to, to be aware of that, okay? It doesn't happen too much. You're going to be able to hear 99.9 of what's what we're saying. So that's good. And also what I have to let you guys know, in this recording, there are going to be um, topics discussed. There are going to be things said that it may rub you the wrong way. And that's not my heart and that's not my desire. I did not create this series to to sit back and, and, and be hurtful toward people that go to church or hurtful to a segment of people. We're going to um, say um, different groups and things, or we're going to even mention a college. We're going to say different things, but none of what I'm trying to say, am I trying to be hurtful? And um, listening back to it, I may, I may, may say things a little differently. I um, mean, maybe I was a little too, um, uh, maybe a little too honest, maybe, you know, and it, maybe I should have worded it better. Um, but I want you guys to know my heart and my desire was not to be um, hurtful. My heart and my desire is to get to the bottom of things because I want more and more people to understand that there are reasons why people are leaving the church. And it's not just because, oh, they were never Christian in the first place. But for a lot of times, it's, it's because people are just hurt hurt by different things that happen in the church or are confused about different things. And it, and it doesn't seem that like we are really answering these people's questions. So I want you guys to understand that. And also, too, if you guys are teenagers and if you're your kids and you're listening to this series, I want you to, to I don't want um, I want you to understand that what we are trying to do is try to elevate people's relationship relationship with God. We do not want people, we do not want teens, we don't want kids to follow rules arbitrarily. 
but want you to understand where that rule originated from, understand where that standard originated from, that there is a principle that um, that standard is um, riding from, but, but that the standard necessarily might not be biblical, but standards are just a thing to where it's keeping you from sin. And so if you can get to the point of understanding that earlier, you know, that could really help you in your relationship with God, because there's going to come a time that you're going to be older and you're not going to understand, you know, why the standard isn't making sense anymore. Um, and But it, if you understand the principle of why that standard is, what it, what's sin that's keeping you from, then that'll help you as you get older. Um, but we're going to discuss that in this episode today. Um, but I really hope and pray that this episode could could be eye opening. You could understand some things. And if you have any questions about this episode, some things you're like, Shelton, I was hurt by this. I didn't understand this. We can talk about it. Okay. And guys, in Anchor, if you guys can download the app Anchor, there is, um, if you find the Weird Pastor Kid podcast, you can go ahead and leave voice messages to me about this episode. And you can talk to me, and I, and I, and I may even share these um, voice messages um, in the next um, next week's um, uh, episode, just so that we can um, discuss your concerns about what you hear today. Um, but I definitely want to thank you guys so much for listening, and I, um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Peace. Hello? Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. I don't know what, because I was saying hello, and I guess the last time you couldn't hear me, so I closed it out. I guess we're good now. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> well, thank you, Deshaun, for being on here, and uh, this is another installment of the Weird Pastors Kid podcast. We were having some technical difficulties, everybody, but at least we have it um, down now. We can actually hear each other because we were having some trouble hearing before. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Deshaun. And could you just let people kind of know um, who you are, your first and last name, kind of how we met initially, and then we'll kind of get, get this thing going. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Deshaun McKenzie. Uh, me and Shetland met at, I'm pretty sure it was at PCC, back, yeah. when, you know, back when I went to church. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I went to PCC for a couple of years, grew up not like in church with my family, but grew up going to church. And uh, we've, I don't know, we've just stayed friends since, uh, since I've left. Yeah. You know, okay. So this is, okay. So I want, so Deshaun, me and Deshaun have known each other for a few years. Okay. It hasn't been something that we only known each other for five minutes. We've known each other for a few years. Um, and I wanted Deshaun on the podcast. And because as a lot of people know, that has been kind of following me on Facebook and on Twitter and, who kind of know a little bit about the podcast is that I am starting a, a, a series and I'm talking with different people who have left the church and I have a personal theory and, and I'm just talking with people and seeing if the reason why they left the church um, has more to do with this American Christian culture that we have than it has to do with actual theology. Um, more people I think are leaving the American church just because of a toxic culture that I believe is full of um, homophobia, hypocrisy, sexism, racism, and, um, you know, and hypocrisy, you know, sex, you know, even classism, even I can put in there as well. 
So I just have different theories and I want to kind of talk with different people and see, you know, why they left the church and what kind of made them initially, initially, um, initially leave. Now, Deshaun, when you first, because I want to kind of talk about, let the people know that you aren't somebody who went to church for a few months and left, but that you've had years kind of invested into the church. So when was your first, like, um, you know, first time really going to church and starting to go to church on a more consistent basis? When did that start for you? Uh, well, I started going when I was like seven or eight. Uh, my church had like a bus ministry. So I rode the bus probably till I was like 12 or 13. And then, you know, you kind of hit that age where most kids like get bored with the bus. The candy doesn't really keep you anymore. So people, you know, <laughs> stopped going. But then I ended up making friends like in the youth group and stuff. So I ended up like really getting invested like in middle school, high school age. And then, yeah, well, basically all like all of high school, I was like active in youth group. Went every you know Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, soul winning, every activity, all that stuff. All the girls I dated in high school, I met at church. So the whole nine. So you had a consistent like okay, and want everyone who's listening to understand, he's someone that has years invested into the church. He was someone that had years invested in into. Um, and a lot of independent film Baptists, they have a lot of what's called bus ministry. So they're picking up kids on the bus. He was involved with a lot of people that are in, um, you know, involved into the youth group. And so he had all that. And then and further into um, into his spiritual life at the time, he even went to a conservative Christian college. OK. And could you kind of explain to people the reasons why at that particular time you went to um, Pensacola Christian College. Just kind of explain why you went, how that even came onto your radar, because I bet the people from your neighborhood w- never even had Pensacola Christian College in their mindset. So why did that even, why was that a college that you decided to go to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, I had like a, a, a teacher basically telling me like, I'm, you shouldn't go there because you're too smart. Like you just go to a regular college. Like mm. it was not like a normal thing. My parents were confused. They'd never even heard of Christian college. They didn't know that was a thing, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess like just in church, you know, you hear that there's Christian colleges and I'm like, well, I hang out with my church friends more than my school friends. Like I get along with them more. We understand each other better, all that kind of stuff. I mean, literally like Christianity was really like my whole life. So I was like, why would I not go to Christian college where I'm going to be around people who think like me act like me or do the same things as me that kind of stuff and yeah you, know, you hear all the the danger stories of like kids go off to college and they lose their religion they drop out of church because they get into all kinds of stuff so i figure the best way to not do that is to go to a place that's going to reinforce what i believe rather than right it. so you were really thinking about okay this is going to help my at that particular time your spiritual walk with god right yeah you want to grow and you think and you thought pensacola christian college was a great place for you to kind of grow spiritually and 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 to be, um, you know, surrounded by people that can kind of help you on this spiritual journey that you were on with God at that particular time. Am I right? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so now I want the people to understand this: we're not just losing people who went to church for a little bit of time. We're losing people who have had years invested into the church. Years with thinking the way that we have been thinking about God and, and the things things of God that way, and yet they've left. Now, I want you to understand, Deshaun is not someone you can dismiss. He knows every scripture verse that you can throw at him. He knows all the, he probably, as I told another listener, 
that he's probably forgotten more sermons than some of my listeners have even heard in their lifetime. Okay, so he's someone that's grown up in church. And if you went to Pensacola Christian College, we had chapel every day. It was an everyday thing that we had chapel at the college that we went to. So it was sermons upon sermons that he's heard. And yet he decided to leave. Okay, so I want my listeners to understand that. But now, Deshaun, could you kind of explain to the listeners what was the disconnect? When did you finally decide or what was the kind of because it's not always just one particular thing, but slowly what? Why did you decide to kind of leave the church entirely? Um, I mean, it, it was definitely progressive. Uh, you know, yeah. The, the older I get, the more I reflect. Like there wasn't like a like a day when I because I like I was going to church. I I was there for two years, and I think I left. Like I worked summers there, so from summer 2011 through spring 2013, I had not basically not left PCC minus like Christmas break and like yeah. two week vacation in the summer. So I was basically there for like two consecutive years fully indulged, you know, in prayer groups and Bible study, like independent, like not even just school organized stuff, like independent. We had our own like guys, Bible study group, all that kind of stuff. And then I left one, I think the summer after my sophomore year, I left because I because I wasn't getting paid enough like on campus. So I was like, I'm gonna go home and get a better job just to work and come back. And then I don't know, it's like I left there and I mean, just like you, you enter like real life adulthood where like people aren't coordinating around your church schedule. So I just was missing church sometimes for work, missing church sometimes because uh, just hanging out or whatever. And then come fall, I didn't go back because I didn't have enough money. And yeah, I guess in that time period, like that six months from like that June through that December of that year, I mean, I, w- I was like inconsistently at church. And then like the older I got, there was just more of a disconnect between like me and the people at my church. Cause like I like I had grown up in a pretty like white suburban area, and then I got to college and basically I just made a lot of black friends. Like I ended up, you know, in like being kind of finding myself culturally and stuff. So I would go to church and they would tell me that you know Christian rap isn't okay, but but southern but southern gospel that sounds like country is, or yeah, or like the more contra like the older you get, the more controversial subjects you have opinions on, and the more I find myself arguing with people like about race or about. America, because I, I was studying history, so I was coming back with like, oh, I read this thing, and this kind of contradicts what I've been told by my youth pastor or by members of the church, and it's like we we just had like a huge cultural disconnect. So I actually started looking for a new church, and then I found one with like kind of younger people, more black and brown people. But it, I don't know, it just never like it's like by the time I got there, I was already out. I was already kind of spiritually disconnected. Like I, I all the cultural stuff kind of got me not in like a spiritual state of mind and then i went back to pcc that spring like spring 2014 and yeah i I just was not invested like i was there for class i was there for my friends we were having a lot of fun but i slept through every church service i was sleeping through chapel i was skipping church if i could like when i could you know i had a job off campus so i would just say i was going to work and skip church i was just yeah i said i was not i was not there anymore yeah so you had the reason why it, this even started, right, was initially because you began to realize there was a cultural disconnect, right? There was some things, and, and, and you have to understand, me as well, um, being a black a black guy who had, and you have to say, my experience in this uh, conservative belt that I've been in was mostly white conservatives, and I was a black kid who, from the time from kindergarten to high school, 
um, uh, actually not to high school, kindergarten, I should say to college, I was surrounded by, you know, white Christian conservatives during my, um, during my like educational experience. And then my church was predominantly black. So I had, you know, that kind of thing. And so it was like a disconnect to where I'm at church. I, I'm, I'm one way at church at school. I was kind of different. I was doing this whole code switching thing where I was one way here, one way there. And so I still got, and I'm, I'm grateful I had a church that was still, you know, predominantly black that, that, you know, grounded me, but there was still, you know, kind of a disconnect. Cause it was still like, you know, my, my church friends are like, Oh, you always hanging out with those white kids at school, like that kind of thing, always messing with me about that. And then when I was at, you know, the schools that I went to, I began to realize they don't know any of my cultural references. Like you can't talk about certain things with the people at my, you know, people at my school, they don't know anything about, you know, the TV shows that I like to watch or there was just a disconnect with things that I, that I enjoyed or like. So I just kind of kept that part of me hidden. And then you go to like, you know, colleges and then even the Christian college we went to, which was, which wasn't as bad as other colleges. Just a lot of other Christian colleges were, a lot yeah, worse sure. when it comes to culturally disconnection, if we're going to keep going. Because, you know, if we go to different colleges, I don't want to name drop names, but there were some Christian colleges to where, like, you know, you couldn't be a black person being in the same building as a white person. So there was a huge disconnect in some Christian colleges. And our college, you know, we went to wasn't as bad, but there still was a disconnect because there's a lot of things that we saw and a lot of things that we were taught that you began to realize this doesn't really add up. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like my, my biggest issue, like at my home church and at the college was that I, I had questions that people couldn't answer for me or people couldn't mm. be like a logical response for, cause it was clearly cultural. Like being told that, like, I remember in high school, me and my best friend went to like this big contemporary Christian festival which you would think would be like praiseworthy. You'd think they'd be like, yeah, they, they didn't go to the, the rap festival or go to the go to the rock concert. Like we went to a, a place full of like thousands of Christians and we got reprimanded because it was Christian rock and Christian rap. And to me, yeah. like if rap is my culture, rap is from black culture, why would I not make music? Why would we not listen to music that is our culture, but Christian that is has that spin or whatever? So like, yeah. So even like dating back to high school, we there would always been like cultural walls, cultural disconnects, and now like, as I got older, just I I would I would ask like why why is this a thing, or why why can't I say this or why can't we do this? And the explanations just weren't satisfactory, like quite quite frankly. Yeah, because you have to understand though too, be, with being an independent phone Baptist circles, okay, there is it's like there is a separate culture because okay, this is where it gets kind of crazy. First off, you have the different culture. It is just being a black person in America. You have a different culture just being that. Then there's um, there's an American Christian culture that is, you know, that has the Christian rap, the Christian rock and all that. That's a separate culture. And then you have a sub subculture in Christian culture, which is independent form of Baptist. They have their own segment of their own culture to where they believe that the music style that they like is 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 more in line with country, like more of a country sounding. So they put Christian lyrics on a more of a country song and they're okay with that. Or um or even, you know, even that they put a Christian lyrics onto like, like more of an operatic style. Cause some some Christian circles in this independent Baptist, they like the operatic almost sounding as well. 
and they just put Christian lyrics to it, or even like a Disney song, and they put Christian lyrics to it, and they're like, okay, this is only the style that we represent and we love and we champion, but any other style is not correct. So you, you it's not just a cult, like a um, just a, a a black culture thing that they dis that there's a disconnect, and that is a hundred percent true. They don't anything that is a Christian represent representation of a black space. They're totally against. But at the same time, they're also even against even pop culture. So it's like even even bigger than that. They don't do rock at all, which is mostly of, of um, I know that rock is really a black origin, but then it has become after years more of a thing that white culture embraces. But still in our independent form of Baptist circles, they have their own subculture in the American Christian culture that a lot of people don't if you're listening to this, you're not in intimate fun about the circles. You're not going to even understand what Deshaun's talking about because Deshaun is saying, yeah, even when we went to a Christian concert, they were like, no, nah, that's not good enough. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's crazy. I mean, I just find it fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it just seems like it seems like they have like a cultural belief, and then they apply theology to make that cultural belief what god would want if that makes sense like no like growing that's true. up like in, our, in my in my church women couldn't weren't supposed to wear jeans or whatever right now to me when i got older I, like in, in high school i just took it at face value sure that's like you don't really fact check like theology when you're 15 you just do what your youth pastor says and as a dude it didn't really impact me because i i can wear pants but like the i like i got older and i started understanding you know what culture means like how big the world is and stuff so the idea that pants themselves are men's attire so women can't wear them, according to the Bible, that just seems like a cultural application. Like, because in other parts of the world, nobody wears pants. Like, neither like neither men or yeah. wear pants. So how are you going to tell me that God said pants are men's attire if the world is so huge and not every culture even wears pants? So it's like they would take scripture and be like, well, this is what American culture, especially older, you know, that 1940s, 1950s, like the, the culture that they always want to go back to. And that, like, they would take that culture and make that biblical. Like, what? Like, they, like there was a script. There was a scripture verse for everything that would reinforce their cultural values and nobody else's, which made no sense to me because I'm, I'm supposed to tell everybody about Jesus. I can't go to India and be like, "Hey, uh, women, you shouldn't wear pants here," because that's what God said. Because that's exactly. not going to speak to them. That's not even their. That's not even in their culture. You better preach, Deshaun. You better preach on this podcast today. You better <laughs> preach. Because I told it, and this is where it didn't make sense to me. I went to a Christian college. And you know me, my my um, my uh, uh, degree or my uh, uh, study, I should say, was I was pursuing, you know, uh, trying to understand about preaching the Bible and understanding stuff. And the way they taught me, it didn't make sense. And I remember ta- telling them one time, if your sermon cannot be preached anywhere else, I told them, if you can't, if you can't preach this sermon in the jungles of Africa, if you can't preach this sermon in South America, if you can't preach this sermon in China, then there's a good chance that that it's cultural and it's not exactly biblical. And people, some people understood it and some people were like taken back by why, you know, why I would say that. But a lot of times you, you sit back and it is cultural, it's not biblical. And everything you just said, they will take, they will twist theology to make it match up to their cultural identity instead of allowing the scriptures to be what the scriptures are. And I think that's kind of the huge um, disconnect. Now, and we're talking theology, but you have to, but we are also saying that even though we're also saying that biblically speaking, they weren't even abiding by the truth of the Bible. 
And yet this is what they're paraded. They just wanted something that identified with them. And, and it, is that accurate? Should I, can I say that without seeming harsh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that definitely, I mean, it, it, it is harsh, but it's like, it's, it's the truth. The truth isn't always the smoothest thing. Like, cause I, I think, I, I think, and not to like go off on a super tangent, cause you know, I, I be doing my pro black stuff. I think that like <laughs> in America, especially white Americans are so isolated from the rest of the world and even from other groups within their own country that they think that they're like, they don't they're, like, they're just not aware there's other cultures in the world. Like, the idea that like your religion has a cultural aspect is something that can only work in a country isolated from the rest of the world. Because if you lived in like if you lived in Eastern Europe, like I had a professor who's from Czechoslovakia, he speaks nine languages because he's like all these countries are basically the size of American states. So you're gonna like if you're from Czechoslovakia, you're gonna spend time in Germany, in France, in Russia, in Poland. Like you you have to know what, like how to speak to them and understand the cultural differences every time you cross a border. So it's like in that in that world, you can't be like this is religion has this culture because there's so many cultures around you. You understand your culture isn't isn't everything. Whereas, like I said, white Americans, they spend so much time among themselves they like they've almost like reinforced to themselves. This is the right way. You know, Western American society is the peak of society. It's the peak of culture. And, and this is God's way or whatever. Like I said, it just. <laughs> It don't compute unless you're also a white American, quite frankly, who's grown up in that culture. Because there's white Americans who are from like bigger cities or more liberal who also wouldn't agree and also can't, you know, get down with conservative Christianity. Yeah, there's no way because there is. We have to realize this as a black. If you're if your Christianity isn't for everybody, then you got to recheck your Christianity. Um, when the Bible talks about go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You can't do that if you're so minded on this um, this American Christian bubble. And this is something, and this is my point. And every, some people were, you know, trying to be like, I, okay, why are you trying so hard to ask, talk to people who left the church? It's because we're doing something wrong. There's something culturally that we're doing that is, that's wrong. It's wrong that our, that our um, American Christianity has its own culture that's anti-biblical. It is so wrong that people are from different different minorities don't feel welcome in your in your place. It's wrong that 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 your homophobia is so strong that you won't even allow someone you won't even allow someone who is gay to be in your churches to be to for you to to, to and also it just so much there's so much that's wrong with our culture. It's so much wrong when it comes to the sexism that's in our culture. For us to preach so hard on women's attire that and we do not preach enough or are hard enough on men controlling themselves that's a problem as well for us to sit back and preach from our pulpits or from in the subculture that we grew up in preach in behind pulpits about how women should only should only wear you know dress and skirts how women should not wear pants how women should um should always be caring about their brothers because you they could always get their brothers to sin instead of preaching more about men controlling themselves and because that's that type of preaching is um is emphasizing rape culture because rape culture always blames the woman for always you know her attire oh man oh what you know a woman got raped one of the first stupid questions people ask is, well what was she wearing no 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 it doesn't matter what she wore we need to care more about men controlling themselves and then this culture that's this 
disruptive culture bleeds itself in American Christianity to where we start and we begin to preach things that we have no business preaching on um, and, and, and preach things that are that are hurting minorities, preaching things and having a culture that hurts uh, women preaching things and, 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 that are, and, and that are hurting um, people that are, identify as gay and all these different things. And so this is what we do on a consistent basis and we got to do a lot better on it because it gets me so upset because we're losing people because we care so much about our, our culture and not about what the Bible actually says. Um, yeah, like I, there, there's one example that always sticks out. Well, actually there's two. There's two examples that always stick out to me like like a sore thumb because I didn't know in high school that these would play into my like adulthood, but there were moments that happened that just didn't make sense to me. One was I, I grew up, my parents are from up North, so they not, they're not gun people. They're not second amendment, all that kind of stuff. So they're minorities from up North. So they've never been like, yeah, we got to have a gun to protect our family, all that kind of stuff. That is not their culture at all. I would, I had a, my youth pastor try to show me a Bible verse to justify the second amendment. And I was like, does this make sense? I don't think God's really concerned with this. I don't think yeah. he planned for the right to bear. I don't think God planned. Like, I mean, obviously he knew there would be guns in like human existence. Yeah. But when this verse was written, guns didn't even exist. So you're telling me that God was making a, a note so that, you know, a couple thousand years from now, people could justify having guns. And then uh, another example is I was in high school and I think I had like hugged my girlfriend. Now, keep in mind, when I was in high school, I was real afraid of like, losing my purity i didn't like i didn't i kissed the girl at 14 i didn't kiss a girl again until college because i was legit i thought that was a sin so I, yeah. I hugged my girlfriend after like an activity she was on her way out like the door or something and my youth pastor pulled me aside and showed me scripture that now as an adult because i went back and looked at it like in college he showed he only he read half a verse to me and basically said it's good for a man not to touch a woman period and i looked up the verse and i was like uh this is actually like a paragraph and it's talking yeah. about it's good for a man out of such a woman, like, uh, like it'd be better if all of us could just be celibate and work for God. But if you can't, so you don't burn up with lust, be married. That was like the context of the verse he showed me. But he just chopped it up and just like, it's good for a man out of such a woman. And I was like, yeah. I was like, does that make sense? Like, so you can't shake women's hand? Like, because if that's if that is all the verse said, there are so many ways that that would be that would logically apply. But you're clearly nitpicking at it to apply to our moment right here. And I'm going to say something to our, especially our subculture of American Christianity, because you have American Christianity that's a culture that's toxic. And then we have a subculture that can be even more toxic in this, our independent frontal Baptist circles. And I'm going to say something that is going to probably offend a lot of people in, in our circles. And I don't mean to, but I just got to be honest. A lot of times we're preaching like, I'll say, I'll say it like this so it can seem nicer. Um, the things that we preach in in the independent fundamental Baptist circles are really only for teenagers. Um, we preach, and what there's such a disconnect that they preach are really for like teenagers and, and really for young kids and everything like that. The, the biggest you know festivals they do is always for teenagers. Like it's really more teenage focused the message and the preaching because and the reason why I say all this is to say like. A lot of the standards, because a lot of the things that they t they taught um, me growing up, and they even try to teach me that as an adult. I'm like, yeah, that might have been good for me to 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 live that way or have that standard when I was a teenager, but now that I'm an adult, this is not applicable to me anymore. Like, this has nothing 
to do to help me. It's it's really absurd for you to teach me, oh, man, not to touch a woman physically at all. I can't give her a high five. Can't give her, Maybe that's cool and all, but you got to really teach us what the verse actually means and not have us believing something that's not actually true or accurate. And a lot of times, a lot of us, we, the sermons that I'm hearing that I heard from when I was a teenager, when I got to be an adult, I almost, I almost left the church myself because I felt like I grew up. Like I grad, I felt like I graduated from church because the way that they taught me and the way that they taught me to live and to behave, I was like, okay, I graduated from high school being a virgin. I got that. I never drank. I never smoked. I never did all these different things. I lived up to your particular standards. I feel like I graduated from all of that and it's time for me to leave. That's how I almost felt because I felt like, because I didn't really read the Bible and find out that there's more to the Bible than just these particular standards that I wanted me to uphold. Um, Does that make any sense? You know, that makes, that's actually a conversation. Me and, uh, I mean, you know, my, you know, my, uh, who I'm talking about, my best friends, he's a youth pastor now. Like he's a youth director now, works at a Christian school. He he stayed the faith and everything, but he's actually changed how he approaches his teenagers based on conversations that me and him have had about the exact thing you just said. We spent so much time in growing up learning standards that are not biblical, like standards and like act and sin are not the same thing. Breaking a standard is not a sin. Breaking standards are supposed to be like the guardrail so you don't sin. But we learned, Mm, we spent so much time learning that, like learning that standards are the line. So, like, if I kiss a girl, I I thought if I kiss a girl, that's a sin. When really not kissing is supposed to keep me from getting to that next step where I will cross over and like into my lust and sin or whatever. So me and him, like we've talked a lot about that, like where it's like we're being taught standards and like you said, they just don't apply after a certain point. So it, I don't know like what the what the value of the message is if you're not 15 trying to sort yourself out. Because like where like and where those standards kind of mix with that that culture issue is like these standards make sense for your culture to keep you from sinning. But like if if you just taught me the theology, like if I learned that this is what God wants for me and doesn't want for me, I should be able to take that as an adult as a person who can logically think for themselves and decide my own standards. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this so I don't get to this place where I'm, I'm, I am sinning against God. But it's like, mm. we spend so much time learning the standards, and then at some point you get older and you start picking the standards apart and, like, you know, picking at, like, the what's illogical about some of them or where they don't where they don't make sense or line up. And then you have nothing left because you never learned anything. Like, I, I feel like I didn't, until I got to college and started, like, really reading my Bible for myself, I don't think I really knew what God wanted from me. I just knew a bunch. I had a, it's like I had a list of behaviors to avoid, but I didn't know like anything else about God. Like I knew stories and how to apply them to said standards from the Old Testament. And I knew like big scripture references from the New Testament to apply to standards. But there was never like, here is God's character. Here is what God looks for from, from you. Here's how God feels about these things. Like, it was just don't do X, don't do Y, don't do Z, and you'll be a good Christian. It's like a checklist mm. we're all supposed to follow. And I don't, man. I really want to kind of dive into the checklist Christianity a little bit too, because it's like you get to the point to where you check off all these things. And and the reason why I dislike checklist Christianity is because one, you don't know God that way. That's one reason why I don't like it because you know all, you know all about your pastor's standards or what your pastor doesn't like or what your youth pastor doesn't like, but you don't know anything about God. You don't learn God, you learn a rule. 
And that's why I don't I don't like checklist Christianity. And also, if when you do checklist Christianity, you begin to like compare your life with other Christians, and you're like, well, I'm better than this person because I don't I don't drink. Ooh, I'm better boy, than this person. Yeah, you start well, justifying yourself, right? Yeah, because because you like I said, we all follow in that list, and you start looking at everybody else for it. they're not doing steps two and three, so they're messing up. So I'm doing better. Than, ooh, yeah. Because I, I know when I was in high school, I I had a friend who was you know whose parents like. We, like, I'd go over to their house, and they would just gossip the whole time. And it's like they their gossip was so-and-so is not doing this step. So-and-so is not doing this thing off the list. Like, it had nothing to do with scripture or theology or that person making a decision that they can do this. It was just, well, pastor says he can't do this, and they doing this. I saw her wearing pants at the mall. Pastor said, you're not supposed to wear pants, okay? Like, what? what how do you know that, that that's not a thing for her, like, for that person? How do you know she hasn't prayed on that and made a conscious decision that she thinks that that's okay? Like, yeah. And I think so much of us is like we we're getting spoon fed biblical things. And then if we just started reading the Bible, so like there's times where I were I was reading the Bible. There was a time in my 20s, beginning of my 20s, where I was just reading the Bible and studying the Bible for myself. And I began to like put two and two together that the things that I was raised to believe was not accurate. Like God did, never said that, like. What you were telling me that God said, God never really said that. What you were telling me that God, you know, thought about this, God never, you know, did that. And so, you know, there, there's a time, if you read the Old Testament, there was an, an, if you ever, if a prophet ever said that God said something and God didn't, God would literally have that prophet killed. And I think that pastors and preachers have got to really be honest and start saying what God actually said, because it is a serious offense to say that God said something when he never said it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, like, sometimes I'm just like, there's no way, like, and I've and I talked about this with my buddy, too, like, there's people that I've met at Christian college who I'm like, I, I don't know if, if you really know God. Like, I don't, if, if I wasn't a Christian, like, if I wasn't here already, I would not assume that you know God. Like, just like I said, because outside of that checklist, like, I don't know that you know him, like, that you know anything about him that you've had like a true connection with him because it seems like everyone's just following like a script, like even, even how they pray, like there's like a scripted list of things you're supposed to say, supposed to hit everyone kind of, and you see it in like, cause I would, I would think if Christianity, like, and like this is not to dismiss it, but if, if their version of Christianity is supposed to be real, if theology is supposed to be adaptable for the whole world, every individual should pray different. Every individual should have like, you know, there, there should be some dissent about, well, I think we should do this or, well, actually, I, I read this scripture and I think this and this is what this means to me or whatever. And there should be more dissent, but it's like everyone sounds the same, talks the same, prays the same, dresses the same, listens to the same music. And it I, I don't ever, I don't want to call it a cult, but it's like there's almost like there is almost a cult like following for conservative, like Southern Baptist Christians. Like this is how we all have to act and you all have to conform to this culture or you're going against God. Which exactly. which feel it feels like weaponizing God, which is a thing that I'm sure God isn't pleased with. Like I don't think God's happy to see people t- tell somebody that, "Hey, you want to worship God in the music style that comes from your culture." God knows you have okay. culture. God knows you have an individual like culture that you've developed and grown up in, but He's not pleased with your culture. He only likes mine. Like that doesn't. I, like I I just can't see God like being pleased with that. Like, that, that never computed to me. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna. Let's we're gonna have to stop it here and I'm gonna have to make sure that we bring this back up and I have to have you back on the podcast to talk about 
uh, the cultural aspect of what you just what you just mentioned about how we praise the culture of one segment and kind of and we kind of dissect that a little bit and how how we notice that. And I want to kind of talk about that. So let's stop it here for now, because I actually have to to go. Um... OK, guys, I hope you love that episode. Oh, man, it's so good. We have I have another um podcast episode i did with Deshaun, i recorded so much there's so much content there's so much material so many things that me and him talked about um i don't know when i'll release the next one you know you might have to wait i might um talk uh bring someone else in that i shared with next week for you guys so you don't know you don't know so just be on the lookout for what i may do next week and what episode i might drop i might drop something else entirely who knows I have so much content. I have so many people that have recently said they wanted to get on board and wanted to be on a podcast episode. So be on the lookout. All right. I'm still going to be. There's so many more episodes to drop. So many more things that I think is valuable. um, And I think it can be so helpful. And don't forget, guys, if you have any concerns, if you guys, you can leave comments on the Weird Pastors Kid um, Instagram page. Yes, sir. Our community, our We're Pastor Kid podcast community. You guys have an Instagram. You guys can follow that Instagram. You guys can leave comments about the episodes. You guys can just um, um, make that a place where we can talk. We can sit back and, 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 and have a place that we can disagree in a friendly Christian manner. Okay, do it right. Um, and just so we, you know, we can sit back and say, listen, I didn't understand this, or I don't know why you, you know, felt this way, or, you know, I'm a little confused. Okay. You said this, or you mentioned this. Um, yeah, I talk about, yeah, in this episode, I talked about homophobia and you might be going, okay, Shelton, what's your stance on that? And I'll talk about that too, because I'm very biblical on my stance. I do believe, um, that it is, you know, I do believe that being in a sexual relationship with someone of the same sex, I believe that is wrong. I believe God isn't, you know, for that. I believe that God is not for um, same-sex marriages. So if you have any of those questions, you want to know why I am talking about homophobia in the Christian sense, or you are confused by that, I actually am going to drop an episode talking just about that. I've recorded that already. But if you want to get a little snippet of that early, you have questions about that, you can always leave comments on our um, on the Weird Passage Kid Instagram page. You also um, can leave a voice um, memo. There are if you download the Anchor app, you can go ahead and um, find the Weird Passage Kid podcast there. Go ahead and leave me a voice message. I will um, try to play as many voice messages as I can for next week's podcast and then try to address these concerns live here on another episode. So I really, really want this to be a community. I really, really want this to be a place to where you feel like, man, I'm learning. Or, man, I, I, I'm glad I listened to that episode. If you like what you hear, you don't always have to tell me things you are concerned with. Leave comments in the in the page. Uh, go ahead and go leave a voice me- memo on the um, on uh, the Weird Passage Kid um, uh, podcast on Anchor because Anchor is doing everything. Anchor is the reason why it's on Spotify, why it's on um, 
why it's on Apple Podcasts, why it's on Stitcher, why it's on Google Play. Anchor is doing all of it. So Anchor is amazing. So go on, download Anchor, leave your little voice memos. I will make sure to have you guys on another, have um, whatever you say, guys, on our next podcast episode, because your concerns might be someone else's concerns. And so I definitely do not want you guys to feel alone. I want this to um, be a place where we can address our concerns. And do not think that you're going to hurt my feelings. That's not something you need to worry about. I want to grow. And if I'm wrong on an area, if I need to um, be better in an area, I want you guys to to fill me in on it and say, hey, I think you're wrong here because I want to learn. I want to grow because everything is about our relationship with God. Everything is about um, getting closer with God and showing the world um, who Jesus is. And I want the world to know who Jesus is with my life and with the things that I do. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening, for being faithful listeners. And um, hey, just be waiting, ready for next week, Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I'm, I'm dropping a new episode. So be on the lookout for it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Here's another installment of the Weird Past Kid podcast, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.